This is the Definitely Uncertain Podcast, brought to you by Gold Rock Capital. Each week, we look at how high net worth families can improve their lives, decisions, and investments in a deeply uncertain world. We always aim to provide practical information, even if we can't offer specific investment advice. This is the Definitely Uncertain Podcast, and my name is Darren Rockman. I'm a partner at Gold Rock Capital, the 21-year-old multifamily office serving high net worth families in Israel and around the world. And today, coming to us from Silicon Valley, California, uh, Adam Nash. Hi, Adam. Hi. Glad to be here. Glad to have you on the show. Thanks very, very much. So Adam's got one of those CVs that, you know, any any mum would, would would die for their kid to have. So, so Adam, do you want to tell me your background or do I get to tell it? Uh, I'm happy to walk through the basics of it. Go I mean, for uh, it. I, 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 you know, I went to school uh, for in software engineering and computer science. I, I did a bachelor's and master's. At Stanford, uh, focused on human-computer interaction, which is kind of the study of how humans, who tend to be very emotional and sometimes not rational, um, interact with technology. Um, I then went off to a career where I've worked at a number of technology companies. Um, my first job was at Apple, um, back in the days where Apple was not worth $3 trillion and people <laughs> were worried that it wasn't going to exist anymore. And, Right. Did my first startup in the 90s uh, called Preview Systems that, that went public in 99. Um, I then went to business school. Um, I was in venture capital for a little while. Um, and then, uh, you know, I spent years at a bunch of companies. I went through basically each generation of technology here in Silicon Valley. I was at eBay for a number of years, Web 1.0. I then ran product at LinkedIn um, through the IPO in 2011. Um, did another brief stint in venture capital, um, was a CEO of a company called Wealthfront, yep. which had the crazy idea of, of actually managing money for people purely in an automated fashion with a computer. Um, ran that for four years, did yet another small stint in venture capital, um, spent a little bit of time at Dropbox running product for them after they went public. Right. Um, and then I started Daffy two years ago during the pandemic. Fantastic. So so that as as... Uh, I gave in my introduction a stellar a stellar career, and having I suppose done both sides of the business world, both as you know an investor and also you know entrepreneur tech guy. Um, in moving to Daffy, you've now taken a, a, a sort of real change in life. So um, tell us a little bit about uh, about Daffy and, and and what inspired you to to found this company, or this yeah, well, company, right? Yeah, no, no, yeah, that's right. And um, I would actually say that it, it's a little bit, in my mind, it's a little bit more connected than might seem from the outside. Um, because I, what I found in my career that I enjoy the most is bring technology to areas and sectors where I think it can have a real impact, right? You know, the reason eBay was so meaningful is because it enabled millions of people to make a little bit of extra money or even start a small business on this platform on the web. And that was a big deal at the time. LinkedIn, this idea that you could own your career, own your reputation, your relationships, sounds obvious, but wasn't really online until LinkedIn. Right. And then of course, like I said, Wealthfront was a, very early in this FinTech era of saying, hey, well, maybe we can use this great technology to help people save and invest. And in some ways, Daffy has a similar origin story uh, my co-founder and I, who have known each other for a long time, we actually met at LinkedIn. He was one of my favorite engineers at LinkedIn. Um, we were talking about starting the company, 
And part of the idea really came from this notion of like, well, what if we took all these great innovations, all these features that have helped people save and invest and shop and all the things that we do with apps and services today? And what if we instead use those same features and technology to help people give, right, to be more generous? And I know it sounds obvious, but um, the more we start thinking about the problem, we realized it wasn't a financial problem per se, right? People do give a lot of money and, and there are these great products, donor advised funds that exist. Most people don't know they exist, but there, there are great ways to do this. Um, but people just didn't seem to prioritize it. Um, they, they didn't make time to give. Um, and that makes sense. Everyone is very busy. Um, obviously we had a pandemic, so very busy. Yeah. Um, but people <laughs> have their social lives, they have family, they have work. Um, and so we were somewhat inspired, you know, I, you know, I, my kids go to a, a Jewish school, um, you know, every Friday they bring in spare change and put it in a little bank, a Sadaka box. And once a quarter, they all vote on which nonprofit to give that money to. And so we started thinking like, why can't it be that simple? And, and more importantly, why don't adults do this? Why, why do I teach our kids to give every week? And yet we as adults don't do this most of the time. Um, and so we started working this idea and we said, well, what if there was a donor advised fund out there that was organized, not around the best vehicle, um, you know, for the wealthy to deposit assets, to get a great tax benefit. I mean, we do all that and that's been fantastic, but what if we actually built a product design to help people give okay. and make so it easier for them to give? So what, what I want to do is I want to just take a, a, a quick break. And yes, I want you to explain, for those that don't know, what a donor advised fund is. Uh, this is a, a, a concept that's, that's existed in the United States for, for a long, long time. And actually, in Israel, over the last 12 months, we've actually seen, or 18 months, we've seen two donor advised funds, local homegrown ones, uh, uh, open. So give us the background. Yeah, I think the donor advised fund um, like you said, it, it's, it's been around for a long time. Most people don't know about it, right? The truth is, if you don't have a talented um, advice, financial advisor or an accountant. Family office, yep. <laughs> family office, that's right. Um, you probably haven't heard of it, um, but that's okay. I, I think that there are a lot of things in finance that are a little arcane and most people don't have time for. But the idea of a donor advice fund, the way I explain it to people, is really just a special account for charity, the way that a IRA or 401k might be a special account for retirement, a 529 plan is a special plan designed for college savings. A donor advised fund is really a special account designed for charity. And you might be saying, well, why do I need a special account for charity? So why um, do I need a special account for charity? Tell us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you know, the problem is, quite frankly, is that giving to charity involves two very hard problems. Um, one is how much can you afford to give? That's a hard problem. Not everyone has a budget or has a notion, but has even thought about this idea of how much they want to give on a, on a regular basis. And then the second problem is, who do I give it to? And the problem is, from a tax perspective, most tax systems I'm aware of in the world are annual, right? And so people have good years, they have bad years. Um, and so the nice thing about a donor advised fund is it allows you to put money, or in some cases, assets away, save them for charity without having to figure out who you're going to give them to. Because that's a hard problem. Maybe you had a good year and it's November, um, and you know that for tax reasons, et cetera, you need to put some money aside 
um, but you don't know who to give it to. Now you could rush and try and figure out in you know a few weeks which charity is worthy of those assets and evaluate them. But the donor advised fund lets you not rush. It lets you put those money aside. You basically park those assets with a nonprofit. So you get the charitable deduction. And then those assets are invested for you and grow over time. So that when you do figure out which charities you want to give to, um, you have the, the money to do so. Um, and so for a lot of people, they come to donor advised funds for tax reasons. But what they discover is that it's a much better way to give. Right. Right. So it forces it, so, them to. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So a donor advised fund gets rid of the 31st of December problem or, you know, in, in, other, in other tax jurisdictions, the end of year problem, which is if I want to get my uh, if I want to get the credit uh, from my donation on my taxes, I have to do it in the same year where I make money. Uh, and if I have a good year now, now I want to do it. The donor advised fund allows you then to take that money, park it in a fund. And then one day, six months from now, a year from now, five years from now, make a donation from that money. It just sits there, as you say, invested, waiting for you to do it. Yeah, and this has been very popular with, with the wealthy, particularly in the U.S., as you said, it's been around for decades. Sure. I think donor advised funds in the U.S. has well over $100 billion in assets and growing much faster than the industry. And, and um, run by and, big guys like Fidelity and Vanguard. Right. Um, very big firms. Um, and so I think it's been popular, and I think people come to donor-advised funds for the tax reason. I think what people discover is that once they have a donor-advised fund, all of a sudden their philanthropy, their giving, um, becomes more intentional rather than reactive. I, th I think we all are used to giving money to charity. Knocking on the door and, you yeah, know. Yeah, you, know, you know, I've served on the board of several nonprofits. It, th there's a real sales effort around development, around raising money right. for causes. And it has to be because it's a hard problem. The nice thing about having a donor advised fund is you no longer have to worry about that first problem. It, right? it you have an account. It gives, value. it gives structure around your giving. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's the donor advised fund. Now, the word yeah. DAFI, I'm guessing, comes from donor advised fund, and it's cute. So now yes. explain to us how is DAFI different? to regular donor advised funds? Well, I warned you ahead of time. I, my, my background is in engineering, not marketing. So Okay, so we're going to do this in binary, Alex. DAFI, DAFI definitely stands for the donor advised fund for you, which <laughs> I mean, is yeah. cute, um, but does come from the term. Um, but yes, um, DAFI is a very different type of donor advised fund for a few reasons. Um, the most obvious reason is it's brand new. And it was built out here in Silicon Valley. You know, a lot of the engineers on the team worked at great companies like Google or Twitter or LinkedIn or Slack. I mean, the, the technology is really new um, and cutting edge. And you can feel that when you use the product. I think that we were actually the first fully functional donor advice fund to appear in the Apple App Store, for example. Right. So this, this happens to be an area that doesn't have a lot of modern technology. So um, all the things that you would normally expect from a modern platform we have which includes not just um, the, the app itself and, and the web experience, um, but also just the capabilities it has. FinTech has come a long way in the last 10 years, right? Mm -hmm. So when you sign up for Daffy, um, you don't mail in a check, you don't have to fill out a PDF and send it in. Um, you open it online, you can link your bank account, you can use Apple Pay with a credit or debit card. We also support stock donations, we support crypto donations. Um, or transfers from existing donor advised funds. And then once you put money in the account, um, 
the fantastic thing is, of course, you can invest it in one of nine portfolios that we offer. We offer standard um, passive portfolios by Vanguard. We offer uh, ESG portfolios from BlackRock. And then, of course, crypto portfolios from Coinbase. So whatever you want, we, we, we try to support it. And the whole reason we do this, of course, is our motivation, our goal is to help people give. So we want to make it as easy as possible for people to put money in these accounts because the idea is that that money will eventually go to charity. So when you open up Daffy, it's a very different than opening up a normal financial account. Um, we will ask you questions about why you want to give. We will ask you a hard question, which is how much do you want to give per year? Almost like setting up a budget um, or a goal, right? You know, it, we just went through the new year. Some people have fitness goals. They want right. to, I'm going to go, I'm going to run a hundred races this year. I'm going to go to the gym a hundred times. I'm going to lose 20 pounds. Um, these are the goals we made. We at Daffy think that one of the most meaningful things you can do is actually have a goal for your giving. And whatever gonna, that goal is, it's it going to be a few hundred dollars. Is it your, your Fitbit? Is it going to be like, you know, you're going to give your, your $10 and you're going to get like a, you know, woo -hoo. You know, it's funny you say that, but actually the design for our giving goal, which we just rolled out, looks very much like the Apple Watch. Well, right? It, it, we will show you as you go through the year how well you're doing against this goal. And because you and I both know and when it comes to money, um, actually the intentionality, the commitment um, is the big thing. So um, yeah. one of our advisors, of course, um, is a very famous um, behavioral economist, Shlomo Bernasi from UCLA, um, wrote the paper with Richard Thaler. Um, his seminal research was about how pre-commitment can help people save more for retirement. Right. Right. And there's been following research that that same technique can affect giving. And so um, we've tried to build this product from the, the ground up to not just be a donor advised fund, but actually to help people be the good people that they want to be. Okay. To be so, and, and I think that, you know, uh, in, in doing so, you're also trying to broaden the audience for donor advised funds beyond just the ultra wealthy. That's right. And so we, we like to think that we have something for everyone. So if you are uh, if you are financially well off, if you're wealthy, if you've been looking at donor advised funds, we compare very favorably. Right. We have great technology. Um, we have great investment options. And of course, our pricing, because we're a nonprofit, we're membership based. Um, it's not often that a startup can claim to be, you know, less expensive than Vanguard. But it turns out we are much less expensive than Vanguard. Vanguard will charge you 60 basis points. Yeah, I can I can tell you, having looked at Vanguard and Fidelity and others, Daffy is much cheaper than all That's right. And so um, so at the high end, I, I think we do well. But but you're right, we are looking to expand this market. Our, our vision, our hope is to build a platform where thousands, if not millions of people are all putting money aside for charity. That's actually the goal of the business, right? Similar to LinkedIn, which I told you I worked at in the early days, the goal there was like, what if we had millions of people come together um, who were all thinking about how they could advance their careers? Right. Not to talk about dating, not to talk about politics, not to, but to actually talk about their professional lives. Um, our, our hope for Daffy is it'll be a similar type of platform where people can be inspired by each other, they can discover other charities. Um, Charity, it's, it's a very funny thing. Charity is fundamentally a social activity, right? We tend to do these things together. If you're passionate about feeding people, you do it together. People volunteer. They don't just donate money. They, they serve on boards, and yeah. et cetera. 
And yet somehow online that hasn't come together. And so that's the dream. So we do want, we, that's why, um, for example, you know, at Daffy, um, we have very low minimums. You can open an account by putting as little as $10 aside every week. Um, but already we've only been out for a few months already. Our largest accounts are well over a million dollars. Um, and so we, we do like to think we've built a platform that's welcoming for everyone. Um, even though, um, as you pointed out, most of the market out there has never heard of a donor advised fund. And so most of our work is educating people on this idea of having an account for charity. Right. Right. So it's almost a, a, a double mission coming together, which is let's explain to people about donor advised fund. And let's show them that you can do this through a sleek, cool app rather than having to fill out an online form and, you know, be approved and then make a transfer. Yeah, I mean, it's a simple idea, but it has been proven in fintech over and over again. Um, having a great financial product is only part of the story. Everything with money is a little bit anxiety inducing. Any friction you put in front of people usually keeps people from doing things. If you make it hard for people to save for retirement, they don't save for retirement. If you make it hard for them to save for college, they don't save for college. Um, we think the same thing is true for giving. So we're really right. trying to make it as easy as possible for everyone to have one of these accounts. Okay. Now, just I think on the back end, it's worth explaining. Once somebody has put money into a Daffy account, who can they then donate that money to? That is, you will hold that money for them. You will take a very small fee. And then they will decide where it goes, but what limitations are there at that end? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, right now, Daffy only supports nonprofit organizations in the United States. Um, there's a little over one and a half million of those in the United States, including nonprofits that actually specialize in getting money to organizations overseas in different countries, including Israel. Um, but fundamentally, um, you are limited to the charities that are supported. So when you put your money with a donor advised fund, there are some donor advised funds out there that limit you to a particular sector, mm -hmm. particular causes. Daffy is not like that. Daffy in general, we support all nonprofits that are in good standing um, with the IRS, which is the regulating body in the US for nonprofits. Right. And when you actually make your donation to Daffy, like with all donor advised funds, you actually get your charitable receipt, which you can then send to your accountant, deduct from your tax and you know, enjoy the enjoy the benefits of being a good good person and a good citizen. That's that's right. And actually, we we actually have found that with a lot of our customers, it's very early days, but this seems to actually be a big feature for a number of people. Is they like having all of their donations in one place. Right. Um, apparently, people have a lot of anxiety about finding their donation receipts. Well, they I, have a I can, yeah, I can tell you. I can tell you as a family office, um, the end of year. Where are my receipts is always a big pain because it's the last thing that anybody's got organized. You're dealing with a whole lot of charities. Many of them are not themselves all that structured. Uh, and trying to get those is always really very annoying. Yeah. And so actually, one of the, it's funny you mentioned this, but it's is near to Ohio. We're actually rolling out our first run of this is right. um, today. And of course, trying to do things better and different. We try to make it so that when you use the app, it's not just once a year that you get your tax receipts, et cetera. You know, with Daffy, you open up the app, you have a running list of all your contributions, donations, makes it very easy to do another donation, to see your activity, to total it. Um, but yes, it, it's been funny to me how many people are excited about just not having, we, we actually put in an ad uh, for the product that actually was very funny. Um, never, never, <laughs> 
never search for a donation receipt again. Right. And surprisingly, people have a lot of anxiety about it. They really sure. do not uh, like that experience. It, it, is, it is a real problem. Um, yeah. And, you know, I did it. My wife did it. My kid did it. You know, you said you were yeah. going to. Yeah. Okay. We've, we've been there, done that. So um, having done this now, and I know it is still early days, what are you, you know, you're, you're now going to be this great source of aggregated data and information and being a Silicon Valley company, I'm sure that data is top of mind um, about the way people give and, you know, the amounts people give. So, you know, even though it is early days and maybe we should have you on in a year or two and see how things progress, what are you seeing so far? Well, I think we're seeing a lot of interesting things, some that we expected, some that we didn't expect. Um, I mean, we did design the app and the service to make it easy to give. And, And part of our theory was that if you had an app on your phone, then when the desire struck you to kind of make a donation somewhere, it'd be much easier to do it. And we see that in the data. People are pulling out their phone clearly. Someone's raising money for something. Maybe your school is raising money for the teachers or for a program. I I had this experience a few weeks ago. I was downtown in Los Altos. There was a really nice minister raising money for a charity in Oakland. Talked to him for a couple minutes, pulled out my phone you know, $100, just, it was very easy. So we see a lot of these small donations mm-hmm. um, because the anxiety is gone. I don't have to worry about getting a receipt. It's all going to be taken care of. Sure. Um, I have records. It's just very easy to do. So we see a lot of small donations. Mm-hmm. Um, the things that we weren't expecting as much, though, um, is really um, some of the use cases at the high end. So we, we did have crypto in our product from the get-go, um, not because we thought this was a, groundbreaking thing, but because it is 2022 and, and you know, there's a, a number of people who've made money in crypto, want to invest in crypto. Oh, sure. um, we were surprised at how many of our large donations were actually crypto donations. So you mentioned that end of the year rush. We received a lot of crypto. Obviously, donating assets in the U.S. has a, it makes sense. Donating assets in the U.S. has a, a double tax advantage because you never pay capital gains sure. on the increase. And you, you get a tax deduction against income, which is, you know, a more valuable deduction. Yeah. Um, but what we were also surprised was how many people chose to invest their portfolios in crypto, right? This isn't very common in the industry. If you go to Fidelity, if you go to Schwab, you go to Vanguard, most of them don't even have an option for it. Right. Um, and we've actually seen a lot of people, not necessarily all crypto portfolios, but we also offer a diversified portfolio that's 5% in crypto, crypto otherwise yeah. split. Right. Um, you know, and, and I'm an advisor to a company called Bitwise Investments, which does the first crypto index portfolios. And so we have mm-hmm. some experience and research around that. Um, the other surprising thing that I've seen, et cetera, is just watching people get comfortable with the service. We see a lot, you know, we, we see a lot of people make a $20 donation to somewhere because they can't believe it's that simple. <laughs> and then when they, they when they get the kudos, when, when it arrives, and all of a sudden that $20 donation becomes a $200 or $2,000. Um, right. We even had one. I think the largest donation on the platform so far has been $100,000 to right. nonprofit. That's pretty um, impressive. But it's very early. It's just the first few months. Um, and so it, we were still learning a lot by what people um, like to see. Number one feature request, of course, that we've received um, is that people want to make these donations uh, recurrent, right? They nice. want to give to their church, their synagogue every month. They want to give to their school every year, and they just want an automated system. So right. we're hard at work on that feature right now. 
right? I, I, I assume that the feature that people wanted was like, you know, some sort of, you know, a pastel unicorn sort of jumping up every time they make a donation so they feel good about it. I mean, the engineers did give a little love to the little noise and the animation that happens. But, you, you know, you're, 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 you're joking, but it, it's, um, it's true. You know, Robin Hood. Sure, they, they made a big business out of that. To make it, yeah, to make it exciting. Confetti, right? Like you bought a stock. Gamify your donations. Yeah, we want to make it feel good. Yeah, you know, and the sure. truth is, this this is the nice thing. And I was joking earlier, but there really is a a biblical grounding. It, 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 and it's by the way, it's fairly universal across cultures. Um, most systems tell people that when you give, it's not just for others. It's also a better way to live for yourself. I mean, I'm sure your parents told you, my parents told me, like, no matter what's going on in your life. Um, you're actually quite lucky and fortunate compared to millions of other people who don't have it as good. You, you know, and, usually um, it was, and, and finish those leftovers that I served you. You know, that was sort of the end of the sentence. <laughs> That's right, the broccoli, <laughs> always the broccoli. Exactly, Brussels um, sprouts. But, um, you know, it's, yeah, it's um, actually the Secretary of Labor in the U.S. when I was at Wealthfront once described Wealthfront as somehow we got the kids to all eat their broccoli because the investment was all, <laughs> you know, diversified portfolio of index funds about the most Fantastic. boring you do. But, um, you know, there is some truth to the fact that when you make giving a one-off activity, it's rarely satisfying, yeah. right? It, it, it's like any transaction. It's, you know, like you buy something, you love it for a little while, but then it was just a thing that you bought, Right. Um, when you make giving something that you do on an ongoing basis, if you make giving a habit, um, something else happens, right? It connects you in a different way to people, to the causes you care about. And um, we, as much as we want to make Daffy fun in the short term, what we're really trying to do is provide a better system that we hope people will be using for decades right. to, to help right. live a more generous life. Right. I, I suppose in some ways uh, it, it's a little bit like the difference between buying an object and going on and spending money on a vacation where actually a vacation creates ongoing good feeling whereas an object tends to you know the the, the most fun is one second before you swipe your credit card uh, and here this is that on steroids yeah so we're trying to have it both ways we, we we definitely have put some excitement into the app around giving right picking your nonprofits is fun picking your causes is fun you have a profile that shows all the things that you've given to okay. um but at the same time, um, like I said, the, the whole theme of the app, the, the giving goal, et cetera, is about being more intentional about doing this on an ongoing basis. When we did interviews with people, this was the big surprise for me. Um, when we did interviews with people, what we found is that a lot of people don't feel good about their giving. Really? They have some number in their head. They, they were taught by someone in their life. It could have been parents. It could have been a rabbi or a priest, it could have been a teacher, but someone taught them that being a good person means helping others, right? Being a good person means giving. And so they have opinions about that. But then when you ask them, you ask someone, how much do you think you should give to charity every year? People have an idea. By the way, no one agrees. <laughs> no one agrees. But they have an idea. It's something. It's not nothing. Right. But then when you ask them, how much did you actually give to charity last year? People get quiet. Yeah. They're not. There's a cognitive dissonance there. They, we're busy. We, we don't get around to it. And then we don't feel good about ourselves the same way. Um, and so what we're hoping with Daffy is actually to help people be who they want to be. We, we actually believe that most people want to be more generous than our busy schedules let us be. And right. so um, 
we'll, we'll see how this works. But so far, um, I will say that one of the great feedback items we, we've had from our customers is they do feel like it's easier to give. Oh, that's fantastic. They're very excited about making it easy to, to be generous. Wow, that's, that's incredible. Yeah, and and uh, of course, uh, this is a huge mitzvah. So uh, you, you're doing wonderful things. And uh, I, I would just to say to everybody that Adam has promised me I have it written and signed that the next country that he's going to do is Israel so that we can also use Daffy to make donations to uh, Israeli uh, nonprofits as well, right? Adam? That, absolutely. And, and you know, like I said, we, we have already um, found a couple great organizations in the U.S. that actually are U.S. tax-exempt organizations that actually support donations to Israeli charities. It, it's been very popular. Um, we uh, Not surprisingly, yeah. I guess, the community has been very receptive to it. But yes, Fantastic. we will get to Israel for okay. sure. Fantastic. Adam Nash, Daffy.org. Uh, if anybody wants to go and have a look, just type in to a browser or your phone, daffy.org, and you'll see it all there. Uh, I can assure you, having actually uh, had an account set up uh, with Daffy, uh, that it really is as simple as Adam says. So thank you very, very much for spending time explaining. And it's wonderful to see that uh, somebody who's had a career like you have in Silicon Valley is now using all of that drive, energy, and experience uh, to do something so wonderfully good. Yeah, well, thank you, Darren. Appreciate okay. it. All right. And uh, for all you listening, uh, please tune in to more podcasts coming your way. And if you have any feedback, please do send it to us at podcast at goldrockcap.com. And we appreciate your comments and any ideas for future episodes. Thanks, everyone. And thanks, Adam. Oh, thank you. 